0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Mom and Hard AF podcast. This is Erin. Today I am recording so low. Um, today I want to talk about my adoption journey. Um, this is a story that a lot of people ask me about, and I really never was able to like tell the full story. I always tell bits and pieces really fast. So, um, yeah, welcome to my adoption journey with our little baby girl, James and Elizabeth. So, a little backstory. Um, I had a hysterectomy, gosh, almost six years ago. Six years ago. Um, and at that point, uh, like most people that have a hysterectomy, I thought, you know, well, there goes my chance of having a family. Um, adoption was never anything that was really on my mind at that time. And honestly, I was the girl that said I never wanted kids. Um, that's a whole another episode on its own as to why I used to say that. Um, but I knew it wasn't true. I love kids. I love babies. I grew up with so many little cousins. Um, My best friend had her first baby girl 13 years ago, Angel, and um, my perfect little niece and I took care of her. And then she had my godson that I adore and I used to watch and take care of him too. So um, I love babies. Um, So the hysterectomy happened fast forward to about three years ago. Um, I started getting that whole baby fever thing. I'd gotten married, um, a year prior to that in 2017. And, um, you know, I just thought I would love to have kids. I just didn't know how I felt about adoption. I've watched too many lifetime movies, um, in my own brain. I used to say to myself, oh my God, if you adopt a baby, you don't know what kind of personalities you're going to take on and just naive, very naive, and it scared me. But the more I kept thinking about babies, the more I was like, "I, I this is what I want. I want to be a mom. Um, and so I literally let go and let God take the wheel of what it would look like for Chris and I to become parents. Um, I actually never talked to Chris about it because... Um, you know, we had a good life. We loved traveling when we wanted to. We loved getting up and picking up and going without having to worry about babysitters and all the things that come with motherhood, parenthood. Um, But it weighed heavily on my heart. And as the years went by, it was almost as if, you know, God was just telling me, you know, you have to tell Chris This, this is happening, whether you like it or not. So tell Chris and see if he's on board. And of course he was. So We're gonna fast forward again to September of 2020, 2020, um, and we started looking for adoption agencies. I googled. I got a book about what to look for. Nonprofit. There's a lot of agencies out there that are scams. So if you're someone that's listening to this and you're thinking, "Oh my God, I want to adopt," there's a lot of agencies that are scams that charge you a lot of money and you're not even guaranteed a baby. Um, they just pretty much take your money. So, you know, I was very skeptical looking at a lot of different, um, agencies and a lot of them seem to, you know, be too good to be true. Um, they promise you adoption in six months. They, you know, all the bells and whistles that you are like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be so easy. Um, and it's just not, uh, it took me about a month and I finally found an agency here in Michigan um, that I loved, Morning Star Adoption. They are amazing nonprofit. They walk you through everything. They talk to you about everything, and needless to say, the journey with them was amazing. So in September, we did our orientation. They told us, you know, everything that was going to happen, all of the investment that we'd have to make at certain times. Yes, adoption is an investment um but i look at it like this if i was to give birth i'd have to make that investment at the hospital and pay hospital bills regardless of how big or small they are because of insurance but um it's an investment that you do have to make and so you know we signed up we were ready for it and we did the first step which is the home study and the home study includes um, three people that you know to write a letter about you and why you should adopt and why you'd be good to adopt a baby, a child. And so we had our friends do it. Um, we had three of our friends write us letters. has to be sealed. We sent those in. We had to get fingerprinted. And there is probably, the paperwork is endless. Financial Uh, your background, mental health history, why you want to adopt, what you're going to bring to this child. Um, So many things, right? So we filled out all this paperwork. We did all the background checks. Um, I actually had to do my fingerprints twice because I screwed up a date and they're very thorough. So um, that took 30 days. Um, The home study, you do have a social worker come out. Um, Ours was amazing. She came out. Um, for the first home study and she just went over all of our paperwork pretty pretty much um, and we talked to her she discussed our family lives like how we both grew up what our families are like how we were disciplined how do we plan to discipline our children um, and being a mixed race you know uh, how we plan to incorporate both of our ethnicities in our child um, our background religiously, do we celebrate Christmas or was one of us was Jewish? How are we going fi- to figure that out? neither one of us are Jewish, but you know they go through very thoroughly um, everything that it takes to be a parent, as if you were giving birth, right? Like the things you would have to decide as a as parents, as if this was you know a biological child of yours. Um, And I think that was awesome because the agency just really wants to know, are these two people, you know, the people that are right to have, you know, a child, right? Can, are they communicative with each other? Are they loving, supportive of each other? Do they have the same values, morals, um, same outlooks? Um, And not necessarily even the same, but are they different? But do they differ, but able to blend together so that, you know, collectively, they can raise a child to be well-rounded. Um, so we had our home study, and after the home study was complete and um, everything was good to go, back uh, background checks came back clear, fingerprints were clear, you were then, or at least with this agency, we were then able to get on the families and waiting list, Um and at that point, the family is in waiting for Morningstar adoption. Just means you are now part of this list of um, adoptive parents that are waiting for a birth mom to come to the agency and you know pick through profiles. It's I I joke it's like a dating app for for babies, right? The mom goes through and looks at all these profiles and is like, okay, this couple looks pretty cool. Um, now, I will say this, we got on the list, I want to say it was October, November, um, and in 2020, obviously, with COVID and everything, um, you know, we did our profile, and we were number 24, we were the 24th family, and I remember calling because, not that I was anxious, I mean, yes, you're always anxious, you want to know, but... um, I ended up calling just to see like, are there any babies coming to you guys? And the answer was no. And you know, the shortage as, as what I was told, the shortage of babies, it was kind of devastating to me. I think this was probably around December, maybe. I don't remember. It was, it was later. And towards the end of the year, it might've been November, December. My timeline's a little messed up, but, um, I remember thinking, okay, if nothing happens in the new year, I'm going to, you know, pursue another agency just to have another one under our belt to, um, you know, potentially get a child faster. And so the new year happened, and this is what happened. So after you get on the waiting list, you literally are just waiting. And what you're waiting for is one for um, a birth mom, birth parents to come into the agency and say, hey, we want to put our child up for adoption. Two, you're waiting for either your pro- profile to be looked at. So like I said, we were number 24 on the waiting list, which means 23 and up has priority. And technically they have priority and, or it is the longest waiting um family that's been in like in the system longest waiting for a child. So there's couple types of placements that you have. There's obviously just the mom that comes off the street that says, "Hey, I want to be part of, you know, your agency to place my child for adoption." You have um like it's I always call it what it's not, but it's basically like um when you just kind of like come to the hospital when you are due and you're like, "I Don't want this baby. I want to, you know, giving birth, but I want to put it for adoption. I think they call it a surrender, a surrender adoption, um, surrender placement. I might get that wrong. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Every once in a while, there's just a last minute placement, um, like at a fire department or whatever, but there's different types of ways that this happens. So in January, actually, because I called back. And January 4th, there was a baby that was born and the mom specifically, it was a last minute placement and the mom was, wow, that word specifically asked um, for the parents that were waiting the longest to adopt. Like she didn't care. She was like, whoever's been waiting the longest, this is who I want to have my baby. So that's how it can happen. It can just be very random or it can be something where it's like, okay, well, these parents, these top five are next and they present your profile. You have to make a profile, um, just about your life, right? So in our profile, we talked about how we met, what we loved, our interests, um, I talked about you talk about your community, where you live, what you're close by, the things you do, like you go to the zoos or farmers markets, are you near parks? Is does your community have a lot of children, things like that? Um, you know, so you have this profile and our profile obviously just talked about those things. Um, you know, your siblings, your family, how close are you to family, right? So Um, Jameson's grandparents are right now 17 minutes away very soon they will be eight minutes Um, but you list all those things in the profile and so the birth mom can it's it's kind of it's your resume this is like your time to shine in this profile Um, I think ours was about I want to say 16 17 pages maybe a little shorter Um, but you include all these details so that when the birth mom and dad are just birth mom. Look at this. They can say, "Okay. This is who Aaron and Chris are. You know, this is what they love. They're both athletic. They're both fun. She looks outgoing. They live by parents. She has a close relationship with her mom and dad. Like, you know, they look at these things to say, "Is this how I would want to raise my child? Do I want my child in a household where, you know, nutrition and exercise is priority, right? Good health is a priority. Um, education is a priority, right? Cause you know, I have my master's and I pride myself on education and that is in the letters that your friends, that your friends write for you, right? Your friends are supposed to give you, like they write their personal resume, um, about you as well. So, you know, they get to see all of this. So everything that you give to your agency, the birth parents, birth mom, they get to see this. And they're just like, okay, is this going to be the family that I'm going to, you know, place my child in and feel good about him or her living a healthy, loving life, right? Um. So on the 4th of January of 2021, uh, there was – it was a, a – a placement that was the mom chose who she wanted, which was the longest waiting. And after that, my heart kind of broke. I was kind of like, okay, I'm patient. God has this. He's sending us the perfect child. But of course, I'm human and I want to do things my way. So I started to set out to find other agencies. And I wasn't relentless about it because I I guess my faith had me knowing that – the baby would come. And I, for some reason, I knew we were going to have a girl. Me and Chris used to go on walks and I was like, you know what? I feel like we're going to get a girl. So I just knew God was like, you know, your baby girl is coming. Just be patient. (laughs) She's coming. Um, So I did look and it might've been, I think the week before we actually got our phone call, I had emailed another agency here in Michigan that's on the West side of the state, like two hours away. And they had sent me information back. But the funny thing is, is that the information I was asking about that I wanted to know, because of course we've already gone through the home study and all that stuff. They were very vague on their answers. And, you know, looking back on it now, that was God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to believe in just saying, sister, slow down, she's coming. And, um, you know, I will preface this story by saying you, the the length of a day, how long it takes for you to get a baby. It varies. Um, you know, we started our process in September and on Tuesday, February 16th, our social worker, Karen called me. I was in the middle of doing yoga. I was, uh, in some crazy position, like holding, and the phone just kept on ringing and ringing, and I was like, I'll get it later, I'll get it later. Um, So it rang, I let it do its thing, I stayed doing my yoga position, I was doing my deep breaths, I was, was very zen, you guys, I was in a very zen place. And then my phone rang again, I was like, okay, typically if someone's calling you back to back, it's important, I didn't know the number. So I just kept the phone by me, and it rang again. I was like, okay. If it goes to voicemail (laughs) i'll call it back and so again i'm like switching positions it did go to voicemail or no it didn't go to voicemail i was about to check the voicemail and karen at the time karen called again and i picked up the phone i'm like hello because now i'm just irritated because i don't know the number there hadn't been any messages and i'm trying to do yoga so i answered the phone very grumpily but still nicely and Karen's like, Aaron. I was like, hi. She's like, it's Karen from Morningstar. I'm like, oh my God, hey. And in my brain, I'm just thinking, you know, can you send us another profile? You know, we just wanted to update you on whatever. So I was like, hey, and she goes, do you want a baby? And my exact words were like, well, fuck yeah. That's the reason why I'm doing this. And I was like, after I said that, she goes, okay. And she's like, well, are you in town? And the funny thing is, is I just came back from North Carolina visiting Misty and the kids. Um, and I was like, did I tell you this? I'm like, yeah, I'm in town. She's like, okay. And she's like, are you sitting down? I was like, no. She's like, well, do you want a baby? And I was like, what? <laughs> I I was in disbelief. I was shocked. I was stunned. I was all the things. Um I was like, wait, what? She was like, do you want a baby? We have a baby girl that was just born today at 12, 15 a.m. I was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh, my God. And I just flooded with tears, like hyperventilating, flooding with tears, Um, so excited. A lot of cuss words came out of my mouth, and she was amazing. Karen's the best. She just starts laughing, and she's like, okay, I need you to take a deep breath. I need you to get a pen and paper. So I'm gathering myself through tears, trying to find pen and paper. And at that point, she just started rattling off like all the stats about Jameson, which her name was not Jameson at the time. She was just like baby girl. So baby girl was born um, at 1215. The mother's African-American. The father is Hispanic. And just, you know, this is what happens. They tell you about the baby from my experience because baby was just born And so we got all the details then. Had it not gone this way, typically you get matched, and that's what happens. So you get matched, and when you get matched with your birth mom, you get to meet the birth mom, you guys figure out if it's a good fit, and then you get all the details. This was just pretty much a last-minute placement. Um, And so Karen, um, when the birth mom came to the hospital – Karen had some profiles. And because Karen had already been working with the birth mom, she already kind of knew, you know, Chris and I would be a good fit, but she still had to present profiles, but she just made sure ours was in it. Because that's what happens when you do a last minute, you can kind of just like gather up what you think, right? Based off of also uh, birth mom's requests, right? If she just says, I want the, the first, you know, the longest waiting, then you give her the longest waiting. Or if she says, I don't care, whoever you think is great, then that's what happened in our case. She's like, whoever you think would be a good fit. So she pulled our profile along with a few, uh, three others. She said she gave her four. Um, So she gave me all the stats about the baby. And um, the last thing she said is that mom wants you to take immediate care starting today. Can you come to the hospital? So I don't know what that means. I'm thinking I'm bringing home a baby like today, right? Like I'm thinking, I'm going to the hospital and picking up a baby. So now I'm freaking out because I have nothing, right? we I literally – seven minutes ago, I was single – well, not single, but I was childless and living my life like, you know, a person without a kid. And now I'm like, okay, I need things for this baby. I had nothing for this baby. Where is it going to sleep? But little did I know, she just meant come to the hospital and stay at the hospital with the baby as if, you know, you're – you gave birth or whatever. Not that I gave birth, but stay at the hospital with the baby and do all the things that you would do as if you gave birth. So I was again in tears, super excited, hyperventilating, trying to call Chris. He wasn't answering. I finally called him and then I heard our garage door open and I was like, he's home. And all I could get out was we were having a baby girl and he's like, what? He was at the gym. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So again, through tears, hyperventilation, I told him the whole story. And then my last words to him were, we have to be at the hospital as soon as possible, go get in the shower. (laughs) So he showers and thank God we had a car seat. Um, Our friends got us a car seat for Christmas. And I'm thinking, why do I have a car? Why are you buying me a car seat? We don't even have a baby. She's like, you're going to need it. Well, obviously I didn't know this. You have to bring the baby home in a car seat. Duh. So we got our car seat, um, strapped it into the car, and then we drove to Walmart just before going to the hospital. Because again, I'm thinking we're taking this baby home. Um <laughs> this day. So we go to Walmart and I get diapers and pacifiers, my bathtub and some clothes and oh my gosh, all the things. And then we get to the hospital. So we got to the hospital. We got to meet the birth mom who was amazing. Um, And then she just hands us this perfect little baby. And I about broke down into tears. And um, after that, it was just paperwork, but you know, she, I, baby didn't have a name. So I had a name in mind, Jamison Elizabeth. And I asked birth mom about that. And she said she loved it. Her grandmother's middle name was Elizabeth and she loved the name Jameson. So it worked out perfectly. Uh, we got to name her and we stayed in the hospital with her for the two days. And um, then we got to take her home. And, you know, I guess another episode for, the open adoption part of it. But we do have an open adoption. Um, For sake of time, though, I'll just say it's not as scary as I thought it would be. Again, I watch so many Lifetime Hallmark movies about adoption and birth moms coming back to snatch the kid and all those things. And it's not like that at all. Open adoption for us right now, I've been blessed with the greatest birth parents ever. Um, You know, we talk. Um, we can talk every day if we chose to, but we, you know, we're in communication with each other. Um, I would update them on, you know, when Jameson was going to their doctor, her doctor's appointment. Um, the Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram page—they're both a part of, so they can see her on the day to day. It, there's some rough spots, especially when it's like you feel as the adoptive mom, like you owe the birth mom. You know see your baby all you know you're all the time come visit anytime you want but at the same time now this is your child and you need to be the parent and um again that's another episode but um open adoption has been beautiful for us um there's it's it's just been beautiful right both like i said both parents um birth mom and birth birth dad are amazing so we couldn't have been more lucky. We couldn't have been more blessed. And Jameson is just the perfect little bundle of joy that I never knew I could love anything as much as I love her. So um yeah, that's that's my story. I tried to do it all. I only have, you know, a short amount of time, but um that's the story. And it's one that again, I've been wanting to share with a lot of people, and I'm sure there's Probably questions that you can obviously always ask me, um, especially about the open adoption part. I know that's always everyone's big question, and maybe I'll do an episode on that, just about open adoption and what I thought, what it is, and what it looks like. Um, But I wanted to share with that with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do have questions about it, if you are listening to this and you um, want to adopt, please reach out. I would love to help you figure it out, help you navigate um, as I navigate, still the adoption part of it now that I'm living it. Um, but that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. That's what I wanted to share. So <laughs> Thank you for listening to this um, very serious (laughs) mom and heart episode. As always, thank you for listening. Please share this um, with your friends on your social medias. And together, Angela and I will talk to you next week. Bye. guys thank you so much for tuning in today to keep the mom and heart af podcast going please like and share this episode we really want a mom heart af with all you mamas listening don't forget we also want to hear from you so please send us any show ideas you have our way to our instagram page at mom and heart af thanks again and we'll talk to you next week